Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Happy Friday. And I know I normally ask you, is it? But it is because it's Friday. And on this happy Friday, I thought that I would start by uh, demonstrating for you just how much the left and the mainstream media, but I repeat myself, how much they hate you and want to besmirch you and just your entire way of life and being. How they do this cute little thing where they manipulate language and terms and what you stand for and try to make it mean something evil and dirty and tainted all because they have a president that they just cannot defend. And how they, you know, at the end of the day, accuse us of being what they really are. And I'm going to do it by giving you three examples that all happened just this week over on MSNBC. So first we had Morning Joe who had on Senator, former Senator Claire McCaskill to discuss why those evil MAGA Republicans hate America. Why do they do that? And when they went so far as to suggest that mainstream media and newspapers should stop fact-checking Joe Biden because, you know, I guess orange man bad or something. Guys, I don't understand it, Claire. Why do they bash America so much? Yeah. And, you know, the irony is if you travel around the world, which I'm fortunate enough to have a chance to do um, several times a year. Wow. You know what the rest of the world sees right now? What? They see America with the strongest economy. They see America with the most advanced technology. Uh, America's universities still the brightest light on the horizon in terms of academics and research. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me that they are watching uh, American elitists go to Harvard and all of these places and come out with like gender studies degrees. And they're like, wow, boy, I really wish we had Americans higher, higher education system. That would be really nice. I want my children too to know every single 95 made up genders that there are, but not come out with like, uh, I don't know how to do math. That's really what I want for my kids. Boy, look at that beacon. Wow. That's amazing. City on a hill. Wow. That's so great. Great. All right, keep going. The American companies still exceeding in terms of their global reach. But you know what they really look down their nose at? They look down their nose at Donald Trump being oh. the leader. I mean, what they everyone says to you when you travel, well, you wouldn't elect him again, would you? Um, hasn't the country learned? You wouldn't ever give mm. this guy power again, would you? Tell us that he's not going to be reelected. Please tell us that you've learned your lesson. So the only blemish on the great country of America worldwide is, in fact, Donald Trump. And can I make a suggestion? Oh, wow. I move that every newspaper in America quits doing any fact checks on Joe Biden until they fact check Donald Trump every morning on the front page. It is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hold Times on. I, I, I know I hate to stop it again, but I just I can't. In what world does she live where nobody is fact checking Donald Trump in the mainstream media? Like, where is she going to get her news that you don't see any op ed at any given point in time in The New York Times or The Washington Post or any of these left leaning outlets that she would consider mainstream media that are not constantly criticizing Donald Trump, that are not constantly saying that he is a threat to our democracy? Like that's literally all they do. And the one time 
that they might fact check Joe Biden because, you know, he's making things up and it's not correct. The one time, the handful of times that The New York Times finally says, you know, this guy is clearly not with us anymore and maybe we should actually correct him. She's like, I well, I just wish they would give Donald Trump the same treatment. Shut up. Okay, but don't shut up yet. I want to hear the rest. Back check Joe Biden on something. I mean, he vomits lies. <laughs> Trump vomits <laughs> lies. Oh. And he, every day, over oh. and over and over we, again. Yes, we and hear that from you guys all the time. That the New York Times is doing a fact check on, on Biden while they let Trump, oh. like, while they're numb oh, yes. to the torrent of lies coming out of Trump's mouth. And, and that's the thing. I, mean, that, I have uh, no problem with this, fact this, check this, on this White House. Well, this is what fa- but they need to do the same thing. But again, this is what they, fascists do. Fascists oh, lie so much. Fire hose of falsehoods. And they always say it. They, talk, you know, mm-hmm. they, they Russia's fire the hose of falsehoods, just like fascists. They lie so much that mm-hmm. soon people get exhausted. Mm-hmm. And that's where they the exhaustion comes in. And by the way, I would love every mainstream media outlet to look and ask the question, why does Trump trash America? Why does Trump trash America? Uh, and by the way, he did go on there, Morning Joe, to go say, why does Trump say America is a nation in decline? Why does Trump trash America? Oh, I don't know why he says it's a nation in decline, Joe Scarborough. Uh, I don't know if you can see this up there from your ivory tower, but our major cities have like human feces all over the streets. They've got like open air drug dens where people are just stumbling around like zombies. We've stopped prosecuting theft. You have CVSs that are having to close up shop in major cities because people keep stealing from them and they can't make the numbers work. Kids can't go to school in New York because they're using the classrooms as hotels for illegal immigrants. People can barely afford to fill up their gas tanks and our taxpayer money is being shipped off to Ukraine and like a giant money laundering operation. So no, it's not bashing America to say these things. They're just true. It isn't hate of America. It is actually our love for America and our passion and conviction to return her to greatness, Joe. But that's not what the left is interested in. They need to keep their power and their control. And whatever you do, don't say anything critical of Joe Biden. Hey, Washington Post, whose slogan is democracy dies in the darkness. If you could just, well, give us a little bit of darkness to run cover, that would actually be great. All right. Don't report the truth. See, for all we talk about democracy, we don't actually want it. That would be a really bad look for us. Truth transparency, accountability, that would be bad for business. So instead, we're just going to call on the entire media to stop reporting true things. This is the state of the Democrat Party right now, because it's not just them. Senator John Fetterman actually joined their show later on to call on all Democrats to just stop criticizing Joe Biden like at all. And we also have to start having you know, all kinds of Democrats criticizing the president, too, publicly. I, I don't understand why. I, I don't know what's in it for you to do that, whether you're just chasing clout or you want to make it in the news or anything like that. But if you're not willing to just support the president now and say these kinds of things, you might as well just get your MAGA hat oh, because no. you now yeah. are helping oh. Trump with this. Jeremika. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. He's right. Yeah. Might as well just get your MAGA hat. You see what he did there, right? MAGA hat. Oh, that's dirty, dirty, dirty term, MAGA hat. It would be shameful for a Democrat to be associated with a MAGA hat. Ugh, ew. So don't you dare criticize the bumbling idiot that is the dementia patient in chief, lest you too be a part of MAGA. Ugh, ick. But 
I'm watching this, and perhaps the worst occurrence of the week came during a discussion on Christian nationalism. We are always hearing about that, the rise of Christian nationalism. Oh, no, these fascists, these Christian nationalists. And a panelist actually had the nerve to say this. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, mm-hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, uh-huh. don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Uh, yeah, dumbass. Our fundamental rights don't come from Congress. They come from God. You know who else said that? Our founding fathers. Ever bothered reading the Declaration of Independence, ma'am? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Stop me if you've heard this, ma'am, that they are all endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Does that sound familiar? So now in 2024, if you believe, this is where we're at, guys. Now, in 2024, if you believe in the founding documents of this country, that your rights come from God rather than the government, you're a Christian nationalist? Great. Sign me up. Guess we're all Christian nationalists now, because that's what that does. The word means nothing. Okay. All right. I'm a Christian nationalist. Cool. Where do I where do I fill out the club membership? Uh, I, I want to join the ranks of like Thomas Jefferson and uh, all the rest of them who are now, I guess, Christian nationalists. But this is all that they have. They can't run on their record. It's all bad. They can't run on truth. All they do is lie. They can't run on their own policies because they've devastated the country. So instead, after calling you a fascist, they have the nerve to call you a fascist all the time. You just heard it. After calling you a fascist, they're going to call for a public-private partnership where news outlets stop criticizing the current regime. I don't know. Sounds a little fascisty to me. But maybe that's just me. And I have to believe, I would like to believe, it's not. I would like to believe that most Americans see through this and that they are tired of being demonized by a dictator and his regime for, you know, wanting to, like, live free. That's kind of the whole point of this experiment called America. That would be great. Uh, Now, I want to um, I want to take a quick break and then I want to bring in the panel next to go over the latest explosive details in the Fannie Willis Trump Georgia election saga. And let's just say uh, I think Fannie's Fannie is likely toast when we return. All right, joining me now, we have Logan Hall, Blaze Media digital strategist, along with Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and, of course, founder and owner of Ripaverse Comics. Now, I am so glad that you guys are with me to talk about this incredible saga, this incredible turn of events in Donald Trump's uh, election fraud case over in Georgia. So we've got this election fraud case that has been waged by the DA, the Fulton County uh, DA over there, Fannie Willis. And now we've got this misconduct investigation going on into the DA, Fannie Willis, because the Trump team was like, uh, hey, 
She's actually sleeping with her special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, and uh, she's funneling a bunch of money, taxpayer money, into his pocket. And by the way, she appointed him special prosecutor, but he didn't even actually have any experience in RICO cases, which this one is. So maybe we should talk about that because that's a whole hell of a lot of misconduct. Well, I just want to, as a reminder, just a refresher for you guys. This was Fannie Willis last week when she took the stand and was asked if she had, uh, you know, if she had ever, if she had sexual relations, if she had spent the night with Nathan Wade. And here was, uh, here was her response. Did Mr. Wade visit you at the place you laid your head? When? Has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear, because you've lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth, Judge. And this is, it, it is a lie. Uh-oh. It is gonna, a lie. Uh-oh. Mr. Sena, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Well, the lie detector determined that uh, she... That was actually a lie because there's newly uncovered cell phone data that suggests that Nathan Wade spent not just one, but two nights at Willis's apartment and uh, contradicts, directly contradicts their stated timeline for the beginning. That was just at the beginning of their romantic relationship. And the Trump legal team actually revealed, uh, you know, just over 2000 phone calls and nearly 12,000 text messages exchanged during an 11 month period in 2021 before this case was brought, okay? What's more, the analysis also pointed out at least 35 occasions when Wade's phone was stationary near Willis's residence, challenging, of course, the narrative that they weren't involved romantically at the time. I'm sure they were just scouring through random data or like playing Monopoly or something Five like that. Yeah, yeah, come on, please. <laughs> so his phone pinged on the cell tower near her condo, no less than 35 overnight occasions total. And by the way, they say that that is a conservative number. So, you know, I don't, he, he doesn't live here, there, right? I don't think his office is there. Um, I don't know what reason they would have to pull all-nighters. I think I may know. Unless, <laughs> <laughs> unless it were, uh, I'm, I don't know, Logan, I'm just going to go with Monopoly. Yeah, this is a clearly a touchy subject for Fanny Willis, no pun intended. She Fanny's Fanny. Yeah, she did not <laughs> like being asked about, grilled about this on the stand. Uh, she was clearly agitated. She lost her cool. She couldn't uh, even defend her actions. Um, but this is what it's important to understand. This is what Democrats do when they get in charge. They take taxpayer funds that are supposed to go toward something that's supposed to help the public and they allocate it to their friends yep. and that's just how it works and and all of these deep blue pockets of the country there is no rule of law it's just that mm-hmm. it's all it's all these mediocrities siphoning money away from the taxpayer to their friends well that's i mean they, they did learn from the greatest of that, which is Joe Biden, I'm sure. So they're like, well, I mean, he became president after doing that for so many years. So why couldn't I do that too? I want to play, because Logan brings up that she was, uh, she didn't present very well, I would say, when she took the stand. And I want to play some of the uh, sassiest Fannie Willis moments. Watch. 
Do you think I'm on trial? These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Oh, you're going to be. I am You're about to be. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. (laughs) And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who foot my bills. Strong, a strong, independent black woman. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. We know. I'm not emasculate a black man, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm sorry, what? Uh-oh. I'm not going to emasculate a black man. Did you understand that? Mm. Well, I don't think we should discuss further. Mr. Seda, next question. Perjury. Do you understand that, Fanny? Perjury. It's what you're about to be tried for. Uh, and certainly, there's no possible way the judge can keep her on this case. <laughs> well, that's what's, I don't want to say funny, but I guess I, ironic is more the accurate term yeah. because really this, the only reason that we all know about it is because of this sort of um, superficial, well, I don't want to say superficial, it's very much real, but it is uh, a war that was sort of waged on this whole bogus sort of uh, fraud case and that blew the door open and then, you know, they're going to fight fire with fire and, you know, they start turning some stones and now here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if she regrets any of that, but I think the point that Logan brings up, I'll bring it up too, that this is the game as far as them helping their friends out. I mean, I think this is why government is so attractive to these types of uh, of people because it's the one place that it kind of allows you to do it. Um, And it even might be illegal, but you know, it's not like they're going to, well, oftentimes they don't, I guess in this case, they kind of are. But generally speaking, they don't investigate themselves. And when they do it, they're going to find no wrongdoing. But it's an attractive thing. Um, This is not their sort of money that they're dealing with. They're not dealing with, um, like, reaching in their own pockets. This is stolen taxpayer funds, which I repeat myself when I say stolen taxpayer because it's the same thing. But it's it's stolen funds that are often reallocated, but it also refers to the positions of power it is that they have um, as well, where they will slide their uh, friends into these positions, no matter how qualified. I mean, we, we were having this discussion with some of the people that got brought on board with even Joe Biden, mm-hmm. where you have like, for example, uh, what's his name? Uh, Booty Gig over there. Uh, uh, and and, and, and I, I, we did a research and this is something that is he's over his head on. He has no idea what you know. It's he funny. Fix the potholes what, in Indiana. It's funny to see him with his little you know. Every now and then he has a little hard hat to try to pretend like he's doing something or he knows what's going on. But nobody knows. Well, he doesn't know yeah. what's going on. But I think this is why they, why government in itself is such a, a a rotten thing because imagine that this institution that is uh, uh, funded by all the money that's stolen from us and is just being, for lack of better terms, excuse my language, pissed away. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's where she you know, these people are so arrogant that that is where uh, her shortfall was. She was so arrogant to think that she could do this and get away with it and do whatever she wanted. Very entitled. And even the people of Fulton County are like, hold on a second. You just funneled $650,000 to your lover and you expect us to be on board with that. And so they always get so arrogant that they overplay their hand. And I really don't think that they, I mean, how does she come back from this? I don't think she can. I don't know if she will, but you know, the Democrats, they love rank incompetence. Yeah. So it, again, going back to Eric's point, it doesn't matter if you are qualified or if you, if you have any uh, actual experience running these things, they just want loyal foot soldiers for their cause and put them in place. I told you, I think they find the most 
incompetent person and say, yes, that's mm. the person that we should put in charge. I mean, I can't think. It's a farce. I can't. Can you think of one competent administration official? I'd say Kirby. I think Kirby is the be- most, probably the best spokesman they have. And I mean, yeah, that's sure. Still not that's good. What I'm like, it's sure. a low bar, right? Like, because I did notice you didn't quite answer the question that I asked. Because my question was, is any of are any of them competent? And you're like, well, I mean, Kirby's probably the best if that's what you're asking. <laughs> the most polished, but yeah. yeah, but even he is deer in headlights at uh, a lot of different times that he's asked questions, specifically when you know we're talking about uh, what happened with Hamas, and you go back to that moment. I mean, he. Boy, if that's the best that they have. Well, you're trying to defend the indefensible, right? And so it's 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 just not possible. Uh, but again, Democrats like to just hollow out an institution and then wear its skin like a trophy. And that's what they do best. I Okay, so just kind of to highlight that point, I want to play um, another moment from the, uh, the hearing last week when you know, they're asking her, Fannie Willis, about all of these taxpayer-funded vacations that they're going on. A lot on. of vacations. A lot of vacations. <laughs> Belize, the Bahamas, all sorts of places. I'm Again, I'm sure it was to study up on the case. They needed to be in a relaxing place. It was helpful to be in a, a less stressful environment while they are going all over uh, the details of this case. And it's just when you talk about the incompetence, to Logan's point, I, I just think that this kind of encapsulates what Logan is. Is talking about watch he also said that he was a world traveler and had been on many of the continents have been to six have you been on any of those continents with him um besides this one uh where's belize what continent is that i'm not being funny i don't know uh, let's say with the exception of belize with him i've been to the bahamas with him i've been with aruba with him don't embarrass me i'm not sure what continents those are on whatever continents those are that's where I've been. I'm sure if I gave it some thought, I would tell you. But whatever continents those are that I've been to those locations, sir. So bad. Fulton County's best and brightest. I think Republicans uh, sometimes fall into this trap where they think there's like this secret cabal of elites that are working to orchestrate things behind the scenes. That's just not the case. We are governed by mostly mediocrities all the way down. Well, I feel like, yeah, governed. But I I mean, I think that there are a couple sinister people not in government. Yes, not in government. Not currently in government, but still calling the shots. It's just that the ones that are all elected are just, yeah, right, in a fortified (laughs) manner, uh, are just, just could not be dumber. No, they're pretty, pretty stupid. Um, (laughs) Let's say that pretty, pretty incompetent. I mean, you just look at some of the economists. I mean, economics in general, right? What is generally taught in school is this Keynesianism. It's it's a fraud economic sort of uh, theory. Let's say that and call it that if it's being me, me being very generous with it. But that's pretty much all that's employed. This is why you have the spending habits. It is that you that they have when these idiots think that they could sort of guess the amount of money that they're going to uh, uh, spend and all the deficit spending. That's all. It all comes from Keynesians. They employ dipsticks. That's what they do. And, and they they've always done it. Historically, they have done it. It was uh, I get it. Maybe with school, we are always taught that this is supposed to be the best and the brightest um, among us, at least at least government. Um, and they're not. Um, they, they never really um, have been. But to be fair, and I hate to be fair to these guys because they don't deserve <laughs> it. 
But they're certainly not fair to you. Yeah, no, they're not. Well, that's true. Uh, But government in in general, like when you think about what it is, it's they they have a task that is impossible. Um, We entrust them with trying to rule over in in the govern our government's case, at least in the federal government's case, three hundred something plus million people, mm-hmm. and try to individually sort of pinpoint what their desires, needs, what they what they want, what they what, what their ambitions uh, ambitions are, and trying to dictate what the best policy is for such a large body of people that is impossible. It quite literally cannot be done. We accept this like this is normal. We have these representatives that go out there in Washington and try to make decisions on our behalf. But when you think of about it logically it is stupid it is it is a fun is fundamentally dumb which is why we should not have hardly anything left up to them fortunately over the last let's say several uh, decades we've been moving in a direction that is empowering them mm-hmm. even more so now you have an entire generation of people that is that thinks they're not doing enough that's really the 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 argument that's being had amongst us it's like this is why i always say that people that think government sucks that's not good enough let's actually ask why you think this think it sucks because you'll get someone like me yeah. and i think it sucks because they're doing far too much yeah. but you talk to a general leftist You're it's right. that they're not doing enough right. they should have more power they should have more money. And that is so dangerous. Yeah, you're right. Um, Okay, let's go ahead and uh, we got to take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, let's catch up to how bad it's gotten with the illegal immigration. You guys are I have a clip for you guys. You're not going to believe it. Uh, First, we want to thank our sponsor, Jace Medical. So um, this past December, I don't know if you guys realize this, there were drug shortages that hit a record high and it caused severe disruptions in medical treatments, uh, delays, treatment cancellations. And of course, rationing of vital medications. We saw it back in COVID. We're seeing it again. Even drugs as important as the antibiotic amoxicillin, which if you have like strep throat or something, you really need and you need it then in the moment. But it's in short supply right now, along with, you know, just 294 others. So if you want to make sure that you are prepared in case of a drug shortage, a medication shortage, you want to make sure that you have what you need and you aren't one of those people who get, uh, you know, all of the the uh, rations and you don't receive it. So Jace Medical is your place to do it. They have an emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And they're constantly working to expand their medication offerings. They've even added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. Plus, you can buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones. Make sure that your family all is empowered to go get a Jace case, personalize it to their needs. Everyone should make sure to prepare to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. You can go to jacemedical.com, enter code Sarah at checkout for a discount. That is promo code Sarah over at jasemedical.com. So with the border still just in total chaos, completely open, we've got all of these asylum seekers abusing the system and coming through uh, to the interior of the country. We've talked a lot about all of these, you know, the flights that they're able to take, the money that they're being given, the uh, pink slip. They're like, do you super pinky promise to show up in court in the year 2032? And they're like, yes, I super duper pinky promise that I will show up. Wink, wink. Okay, great. You're good to go. And I just couldn't, I could not believe what I was watching this morning when I was on Twitter. And I watched this. It's like a local news report um, of 
an airport and they're like, well, make sure you show up uh, really, really, really early for your flight because you could be bumped for all of these illegal immigrants. Watch. Border airline passengers are advised to check in with your airline's mobile app as soon as possible, up to 24 hours in advance, and arrive at the airport with at least two hours before your plane takes off. That's because asylum seekers illegally released by the Department of Homeland Security are waiting on standby for seats. And if you aren't at the boarding gate when agents start to fill empty seats, you could be bumped. That's what happened to Joel Cavazos. He bought tickets to L.A. from McAllen. He says he had trouble checking in on the American Airlines app and even arrived at the airport an hour before his flight. Cavazos says he checked in here with TSA, but by the time he got through the checkpoint, the boarding agent told him he had been bumped from the flight. No, they weren't polite at all. I mean, the, the initial response was... You missed your flight. We gave your ticket to someone else. Like <laughs> the audacity of these people. And by the way, I, I said this probably was a year ago, um, maybe longer when I was traveling through DFW. It's not just McAllen. It's everywhere. Because when I was traveling through DFW a very long time ago, um, I saw all of these elite. Well, I should be I should be. Nice. Objective. Yeah. I don't know that they were here illegally, but they all clearly were coming from another country and none of them spoke English and they all were being escorted by this one, you know, attendant to them. And I I'm just going to assume yes. that they were coming in through the same process. And I was standing there waiting in the TSA line and they stopped me and funneled these people right on through. So they got they get priority through TSA, which, by the way, sometimes they don't even have documents. They don't have the, the license that you have to hold up to. TSA to make sure that you can get through. They don't have those oftentimes, but they're still going to get right on through. They get priority there. They get to take your seat on the plane and then they get to come to a city near you where they get to keep your kids out of school because they get a cot in your kid's school and then you don't even get to, well, I mean, honestly, that's probably a good thing that these kids aren't able to go to the public school system. I'm sure Eric would be <laughs> that's, like, that's actually that's a relief. Line, maybe? That's Civil a relief. It's, I mean, I, they're not getting educated, but your tax money is still going towards your kids going to the school that they are not going to because all of these illegals are being housed there. And it's just like, when is enough going to be enough of these people taking priority over American citizens? For And, and not even like, I just... Joe Biden, it's an election year. Like, what what are you doing if not just for optics to finally do something about it? Now, I guess at this point, it's like or maybe maybe he helps himself by doing something now. Yeah. Right. Like, does he help himself in the election if he does something now? Because at this point, it's like, well, it's already gone to shit. So maybe we just wait until November and hope that he doesn't do any, anything and we can course correct once we get Donald Trump back in. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I saw a news article recently that Biden was now considering taking executive action. Mm. To close the so that whole yes. border deal that they negotiated, you didn't actually need that at all. You, Biden could has the laws on the books that he could stop mm -hmm. this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem is they don't want to stop it. They've already imported uh, there was a report that said they have already imported uh, more people than the populations of 36 states in America. That's crazy. But uh, to what you're saying, Sarah, we are now relegated to being treated like second class yes. citizens while these invaders who never paid into the system, who don't do anything, they're not here to benefit our economy. They get treated like first class citizens and they get priority. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very very uh, radicalizing. And I think, you know, in 2024, what does a legitimate election even look like with 
50, 60, 70 million illegal immigrants in your country. Uh, I would like to see the GOP propose a law that designates all of their voters as undocumented or asylum seekers. Because if we don't have, why do we have to follow laws, but yeah. they don't? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. To Logan's point, um, I know that uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson actually released a, a public statement on Joe Biden considering executive action. He said, Americans have lost faith in this president and won't be fooled by election year gimmicks that don't actually secure the border, nor will they forget that this president created this catastrophe and until now has refused to use his executive power to fix it, which we've been calling for this entire time. And he's like, it's not up to me, it's up to Congress. And it's just really cute too, Eric, because he talks about, well, I, well, since Congress won't do anything, I might have to actually put pen to paper and do it. And it's like the, the deal that you wanted Congress to pass was not going to do anything to secure the damn border. You were sending more money to Ukraine and Israel and all of these other pet projects than you wanted to spend on the border. And you're going to try to tell me that Congress didn't do their job because if you provided the GOP a plan that actually secured the border, didn't send money down there for more border patrol agents to process these people, but actually secured the border, they would have passed it unanimously. Like it's a joke that he's like, oh, shame on Congress for not wanting to do anything about border security as if their bill actually did that. Yeah, this was interesting because I do feel like uh, mainly because it's starting to impact a lot of different types of uh, demographics that you're starting to see public opinion shift a little bit on this on this issue. Um, it was easy for people to have this sort of pro-mass um, migration position when it didn't really mm -hmm. impact them in some sort of way. But now that it does, you're seeing in various other communities that are like, look, mainly because to your point, like they're being they're not being prioritized or rather they are being, let's say, the, the immigrants or migrants, whatever you want to call them, are Illegals. being prioritized yeah, over over the American people and, and making it a severe inconvenience in very other other ways. So that. It's starting to manifest uh, and, and, and come about in different ways that impact the American people. So you're starting to see a shift um, on that. But I think that's the larger conversation there is that and, and one that we should be happening uh, or should happen. And that's the economics of it. Mm -hmm. I do wonder if I, they have to be the, the state has to be paying these um, airlines in some capacity, what those numbers are, I have no idea. Yes. I'm sure if I dug deep enough, I could, I could for sure find. Maybe oh, get a Eric, request. I don't know. Are you <laughs> accusing the airlines of not doing it out of the kindness of their own <laughs> hearts, providing this charity to these people? You mean to tell me it's all about the money? They're getting laced up. Uh, for wow. Sure. Uh, that's the only reason why they would uh, bump someone off of a plane um, because that seat is already paid for. They're getting, they're getting their pockets lined up in some way, and I, you know, I wonder what those numbers. Numbers, those numbers are so Joe Biden has uh, and Democrats in general, they they this in a, isn't a something that they have to actually address now. And it's beyond just lip service, because I think people up there, even in their own base, especially in the New Yorks of the world now, yeah, yeah. They're, they're seeing it and they're like, this is wrong. You're mm -hmm. prioritizing these people uh, over folks that are already stolen from um, and have been for the last you know, several decades. Yeah. And I think, too, I mean, th look, he could take steps to try to shut down the influx that is occurring right now. But the problem will remain. You can't put the genie back in the bottle when you have this many people already here. 
where are they going to well, go? It, it would require some sort of like uh, very, uh, and, and it would, I don't know if a lot of people would get on board with it, but it would require like something very, very aggressive to mass to, deportation, to, yeah, like, which like, Joe Biden will never yeah, do. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what a lot of people. That's a kind of uncomfortable conversation for a lot not of people. For me. But no. not, <laughs> not for anybody. I use that <laughs> term as often as I can. <laughs> for sure. But that's what it would look like. That it, 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 would, it, it would for sure have to look like if it if it's actually going to get resolved. Right. That's what it's going to have to look like for sure. And I think like just the uh, general economic stability, and this includes includes private businesses. Your infrastructure is not built to house all of these people and take care of them. It's not. This is an example. It's it's maybe light, but it is an example when you look at, let's say, people getting bumped off of airlines and stuff. That's what's going to inevitably end up happening if you are going to have to try to handle these sorts of people. You're not ready for it. It's called culture shock as well. It's not just with, with economics. It's also from a cultural perspective. And that's what needs to be talked about. Yes, you have this issue of rights that I know folks want to discuss, as I've said before, when you deal with something like that, that the state's monopolized in terms of its border. There's going to be injustices happening on both ends. So we already recognize that that's going to be a thing. However, there's that other issues that people don't want to necessarily talk about. And they now have to because they're being forced to. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, I mean. For anyone who thinks diversity is our strength, I would encourage Mm -hmm. you to walk around a mall in America in 2024. Uh, It is 100% not our strength. These people that come here, again, to what he said, the culture shock. We Mm -hmm. are importing people from God knows where. People that have nothing in common with American history, with the American way of life, any of it. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be very, very... Uh, destabilizing for the system across the board. And immigration is the number one issue because it calls into question all the other issues, housing, the economy, uh, laws. Support that I think isn't talked about enough. Yeah. And so uh, that is why that's the number one issue. And we'll see Trump has promised mass deportations. I hope he gets in there and is able to do it. Oh, my gosh. When Stephen Miller uh, tweeted out, he was like, mass deportations begin at noon on inauguration day. I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we've got a, a fun little, well, I was alerted that Abba and Preach did a, a little clip uh, about uh, me again. So we're going to watch that when we return. Got something to say? Leave Sarah a message at 888-969-5113. So I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you do, know of uh, the manosphere grifter Pearl Davis and constantly stirring up drama, uh, constantly shit-talking women just for the sake of of tearing them down. And it seems that Abba and Preach and I have been united (laughs) in our want to just get this woman off the face of the planet because she's such an annoyance. And so a fan tagged me in this. I thought I'd share it. I don't get it. Why don't you have like a husband? To own you, though. Well, don't you have like a husband and kids to like impress? Like, what's the? Okay, this what's is, this the? Is, this oh, this is because you said she was unattractive. So she's like, uh, actually, receipts, receipts. Now, how about you, Pearl? Where's your receipt? For since you're 25 and substantially younger than me, wait. why do you look like ass? And I'm t- I got 10 years old. No, no, wait, uh, Pearl. Where's your husband and kids? It's what I've been asking. Sarah been having husband and kids. It's what I've been asking. There, see, no, no, no. I wanna. I... Sorry. Do you want to do that again? <laughs> well, we we got her to do a video question. Come on, let's play the question. All right. Hey, Pearl. Sarah Gonzalez here. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Is that my 
That's Sarah Gonzalez. Is that my girl? Uh, hey, yo, what's up, Sarah? It's been a while. How you doing, baby? You good? Uh, hey, I'm not calling you, baby, to disrespect. I'm just like, here we up? go. Here we go. I'm happy to see we you. To a- this is going to be a good one. Okay, here we go. Sarah. This is, uh, is Prime Time with Alex Steve. Hey, Pearl, Sarah Gonzalez here. Um, unfortunately, I wish that I could be meeting you in person. I'm told that you didn't want to do that in studio. So I thought that I would go ahead and ask you. <laughs> Yo, Sarah Gonzalez really showed up on video. Bitch, I was going to pull up. But you, but you don't want. Do. Hey, shout out to Sarah Gonzalez. It's a true story. Jason. She started off the question be like, I was going to say it to your face. I heard you don't want this. You don't wait, want all wait, 35 years of this goodness. One day. <laughs> you gotta, I was gonna pull up with my Asian booty. You, you gotta do you gotta do the Sarah face. <laughs> pull up. Yo, that's funny. Shout out to Sarah. If you guys don't know why we like Sarah, she did a video recently about another guy named Alex Bauer who's dealing with a false Trevor accuser. Bauer. And Sarah interviewed that false accuser. Interviewed? <laughs> Sorry, she annihilated. Thank you. Okay. And Classic. so this is where this is. your words. Um, about your statement that 16 year old minors are more attractive than adult women. Very bizarre. <laughs> have you always been attracted to minors? Um, have statement. you sought help for this? <laughs> Obviously, this is it's a reasonable question, right? Problem. And I look forward to your response. Balls in your court. What do you say to that, Pearl? <laughs> oh. Where did I say I'm attracted to minors? No, no, if you're disingenuous, let's be disingenuous. That's the language you speak. And I'm going to be honest. So, Can any man get up here and start saying, yo, 15-year-olds are hotter than 25-year-olds? Nope. 14-year-olds are more attractive than 24-year-olds. You said that as an example, and I kind of, oh. Nope. I can't really be seeing you. And don't clip this out of context. That's that's foul. (laughs) Can any man? That's creepy, right? That's That's my point. That's You just publicly be out here talking about, man, yo, 13-year-olds are way hotter than 22-year-olds. Oh, my That's not what she said. She said 16. Uh, Bitch, it ain't that much better. (laughs) It ain't that much better. You (laughs) weird for even making that argument. Yeah, well, in my country, I don't care. Okay, we out here. That's weird. That's and, weird. And you're out here. Y'all too. talking about little teenagers. You know. Girls who are barely in high school talking about, like, they're so... Ooh. Thank y'all, you. This is like some terminally online weirdo shit. Thank yeah. you. I have never in my entire years of living on this planet heard a person in real life say, man, yo, 15-year-olds are so much hotter. <laughs> Something wrong with you. Something wrong with you. No, that's a no. That's, now, that's a, a lot. Do I think Pearl is a pedo? No. I think she's really... F- Stupid. That's all. That's all. I don't think she'd be. I think she's really dumb. So, I first of all, I totally agree. I also, I too think that she is very stupid. But she is preaching a very dangerous message to young men, and she wants to extend the logic uh, to their point of sixteen-year-old chicks are hotter than twenty-five-year-old chicks. How far do we extend that logic? It seems we are extending that logic uh, pretty rapidly. Uh, you know, the, like they've tried to mm-hmm. popularize this term maps, minor attracted mm-hmm. persons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, you always ask, what does the plus stand for in LGBTQ plus? Right. And I think that's, that's being. That's going to be added. Yeah, at some soon. point. Yeah, at some point it will. So mm-hmm. I'm old know. enough to remember when it was just pedophile. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Good times. And I, I just, I would like to say, guys, I'm not just. Hear me out. Dead pedophiles don't reoffend. That's a good point. 
That is um, a factual statement. Um, <laughs> for sure. No, well, I think, yeah, we're already there. I think the whole sexuality aspect of, of young people really with this whole, again, this whole LGB stuff, LGBT stuff. I was just looking at um, it was some weirdo um, trans person who is doing a book that is about some kid that is transitioning. And it's it's a kid, like it's a, it's a it's a teenager. That at this age, I think they were sixteen was what, what the age was. I'm like, and it's being published by Harper or whatever. Um, and I was like, yeah, they're pretty open about this stuff yeah, now. Yeah. It's not like it's not even like taboo for them. And mm-hmm. I guess it's because they can they they obviously get away with it. But I think more importantly, it shows just how um, desensitized sort of the the public has become, where language like that is, is like people feel confident enough to be able to do something like that. And like, there's no consequences yep. for it because at least you have the shame aspect of it, or at least it used to be with a pedophile. They, they, had, they had to try to do it in, in secrecy. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting these, again, whatever you want to call them, whether it be pedophilic, I, I really don't care. At the end of the day, it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call it is wrong. If the stuff is the sexuality stuff is targeting, specifically being uh, targeted for, for children, that's incorrect. That's wrong. That's uh, immoral. Um, top to bottom. So whatever you call it, I don't really care. But the fact that these these books are being created, you know better than everybody. I mean, you you've done done she done a lot in in this um in, in this in, in this disgusting. sector, and it is disgusting. But look how confident these people are. We're not only just saying this stuff in public, tweeting about this stuff. Uh, again, we're published. They're publishing books about it, and now it's to the point to where they make it seem like you're the bad person, mm-hmm. right? When you come out against it, well, you want to you're, you're for basically for book burning and all this other stuff because you just don't want this stuff to be targeting right, children. Right. These guys are confident, man. It's getting bad. Out yeah. There. Well, because it is. It's it's all happening at the same time that you're we're talking about this LGBT stuff uh, to your point and also the age of consent. And they are. It's like, yeah, they're exactly it it is intentionally. And they're all sort of slowly starting to slide into uh, the same uh, you know, the same thing. Turns out the slope was pretty slow. Oh, it wasn't a slope. Turns it, out it was. It wasn't even a slope. It was a cliff. It was. it was a cliff and we're free falling at this point because it's happening fast, man. And I'm just, I'm just saying, hear me out. If your argument has to be, but 16 is the age of consent in some places, you're a, you're a weirdo. You're a freaking weirdo. If that is your defense, that 16 is the age of consent, because I'm I'm over here and I'm thinking, I just recently saw there was like, well, there's probably a lot of grooming going on, but there was like a, a thing with a, a 21-year-old man who is like, um, has text messages or sliding into young boys' DMs, like a 15-year-old or what, and I'm like, you ever do that to my son? Like, you will no one will ever find the body because there is no good reason for a 21 year old man to be contacting a 15 year old boy for any reason or 16 year old or 17 year old like no and if your argument is but age of consent you are a freaking weirdo all right we got to take a break we'll be right back Well, with the two of you here, I thought that you would enjoy this video that I saw from Libs of TikTok in which the caption was, I regret to inform you that liberal white women are at it again. Watch. Ah! 
What is this? I don't know, but it is explains so much. Where are these people from? Stunning and outer space. Uh, well, yeah, I mean that. Well, I, I just want to know. I need. I need some like. What, let's preface this. Like, what, what's going on? What the hell am I looking at? What was that? I'll tell you what's going on. That was a religious ritual. These people are devout believers in liberalism. And this is, we have to view this as a religion because that is crazier than any, any sort of like thing they accuse Christians of doing. Mm-hmm. They are insane. But you're in a cult. It's a cult, yeah. <laughs> but you're in a cult because you believe in like limited government and uh, no taxes. And so, and but they can get away with that. Oh, by the way, guys, they vote. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com/podcasts.